Hello, this is the Never Heard of It podcast. This is Sean Harwell. You are listening to the podcast where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks. I'm joined, as always, but especially nicely in this holiday season by Craig Moorhead. Craig, how are you, sir? I am doing great. I am just a jingly, jangly, jolly. Sean, how are you doing? I'm good. How roasty are your chestnuts tonight? Oh, man. Roasty and toasty. I've got them over an open fire right now. Just dump them straight into your hot cocoa. It's oh, really good. You know way. it, boy. That's how we do here in, uh, I don't know, Maryland. That is really <laughs> it's a Maryland tradition. It's not a great yes. punchline, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe if you throw some crab. A little Old Bay on the cocoa. Old Bay <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, I love Maryland. Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. It's uh, it's winding down here. It's you know rapidly approaching the day. We're talking Nicolas Cage movies this month, and God knows there's many, many that I am not that familiar with. And so we watched one called The Trust today. I'm excited to get into it. If you haven't listened to the tee up, highly recommend it. There's some good good little story about shooting in Las Vegas on that one. And it's always just you know it's nice to hear about the people that made these things. Mm-hmm. But first, Craig, why don't you tell people where they can come say hello online? Uh, there's no reason why I don't. To be honest, I, I do it pretty much every time. Yeah. I need to phrase that differently. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. okay. But uh, yeah, I, I was already, I've been practicing all day. So okay. here we go. Well. First, you can find us at our uh, website, which is neverheardpodcast.com. We've done a little switch over with the people uh, that we're working with to uh, get the podcast out to you. So you'll notice some places on the website are sort of under construction a little bit, but you can still find a lot of episodes over there to listen to, certainly the the newer ones. And uh, you should find some uh, write-ups there as well about these uh, longer ones, like the one we're doing today. You can also find some uh, links to our our Facebook and our Twitter and our Instagram. Uh, You know, you can contact us in those places and you can tell us if there's a movie you want us to watch or if you want to just write like a really long message about how good the last episode was what i did in particularly particularly good <laughs> yeah um but but i mean yeah th- th- that's where you can get in touch with us it's it's not just a one-way street here you know we, we'd like to hear from you and also if you're looking for the podcast if you found this by accident you're wondering h- how it came to be uh you can find us on sorry S- yeah on stitcher on spotify and on itunes and uh, anywhere you could leave a review or that you could subscribe would be uh, great if you would do that because that uh, helps people find our podcast and spread our message of love and cheer. It's a great thing, isn't it, Craig? I think that's what this podcast is, though, right, Sean? I mean, it's a vehicle for emotional catharsis. I, I mean, it is for me. I don't I don't want to speak for everybody. Well, but, no, yeah. I mean, it can be uh, whatever people need it to be, but yeah. yeah. We we did switch podcast hosts, and that, that means nothing to anybody, although we do have maybe slightly better analytics a little bit, and so I'm looking right now. At least one person, if not several, listened to this podcast from uh, Lima, Peru. So, hey guys, thank you. Hey yeah, guys. thank you yeah. so much for tuning in. Yeah, Kenya, I see you there. I, I see you, Kenya. And uh, wow. if if you are that person or persons, come say hello. That's that's really impressive. Thank you for doing that. Yes, Craig. Yes, sir. You know what time it is? Uh, it's about uh, eight forty-eight p.m. That's right. It's time where I ask you what else you have watched. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sean, you know why I'm excited today? What else have you watched? Because I've actually watched movies. Hey, I like it. Yeah. 
let's let's just jump right in. Uh, I watched uh, The Parent Trap from 1961. Haley Mills. Haley Mills. Yeah, a very a very pleasant movie that that leaves. I mean, re- re- good performances. You know, it's what you'd expect from Disney in 1961 to to an extent. Have you ever seen the movie? Oh yeah, it's been a very okay. long time, but yes. But I mean, yeah, it's like these two girls. They look the same. They meet at camp. They're like, what? And then they realize that they're sisters, and they they get their parents back together. Mm-hmm. No spoilers, really. I mean, you know where it's going. The fun is is the journey. But it leaves one huge unanswered question to me, which is like, how does a mom and dad decide? Well, we have twins, so you take this one, yeah, and I'll take that one, mm-hmm. and we'll just never tell them that they're related. It's definitely the basis for a lawsuit by the children when they're at least of age to do such a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And probably like a like an Oscar winning documentary. Yeah. But okay, so so I watched that. That was cool. Uh rewatched Planes, Trains and Automobiles with the uh wife. She had never seen it. Okay. Good timing, you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Solid. Solid. A lot of good laughs. Uh John Candy and Steve Martin together. Yeah. It's hard to go wrong. Uh, a little light homophobia, in case anyone's uh, you know worried about that. But uh, otherwise, I haven't seen it in a it, long time. I'm guessing it's the uh, bed scene with the pillows. The bed, yeah, exactly. The shame of it is, it's really good comic timing. Yeah. And like watching it now, it's like okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yes. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but uh, uh, we we also watched John Wick two mm. because we like to watch some some ultra violence. I guess sure. people just. Constantly getting shot. That was fine. We watched Deadpool 2. That was a little funnier. I enjoyed Deadpool 2 a good bit. Uh, we watched a lot of sequels. And then we also saw Frozen 2, mm-hmm. which everyone in the family has really gone overboard for. And they've been listening to the soundtrack all week since we watched it. And uh, I don't know. None of, it's, none of it's connected with me. Man, I'm sorry to hear that, Craig. None of the songs got me. I saw that movie, and we have yeah. been listening to that soundtrack. In fact... Not not an hour ago, we were watching the uh, Weezer video for Lost in the yeah. Woods. Love that song; it's good. And what a what a great that's a great matchup. It Weezer is Weezer, and that song is. I mean, that's perfect. I'm sorry I didn't connect for you. Well, it's it, it is what it is. That kind of stuff happens. You're pretty cold hearted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I'm definitely frozen to the core. <laughs> Uh, but Sean, why don't you thaw us out with uh, some of your movies that you watched? Well, yeah, aside from Frozen 2, which I did quite like, actually. I don't know. I, I had zero expectations for it. And kind of going into a sequel like that, I somewhat expect them to kind of follow a very similar path to mm-hmm. the first one. And I felt like this one was, was different enough. Like it, it, there was enough going on there that I, uh, I, I got into it. I bought into it. It, it connected with me and I enjoyed it. And uh, I also watched Joker, which I know oh. is, is uh, late news for pretty much a lot of people listening mm-hmm. to this. Uh, have you seen this? You haven't seen this, right? I've not seen okay. it yet, no. Well, I know it's coming out on video very, very soon. It's really good. I can't call it great or even like best movie of the year for me. Part of it is like the, the, my exact, like I, I, I worried about two things personally going into this movie. And one is... Do I want to know any sort of backstory about that character? Like, do I want to feel sympathy right. for the Joker? Do I care? You know, it's it's kind of the Darth Vader conundrum. Yeah, it's like you leave your villains villains, and don't you know? The less you explain, the better. Kind of. I feel like they completely succeeded on that one. Like that totally worked for me. I got mm-hmm. yeah, I felt sympathy for this guy initially, and then the second thing was like, this doesn't look like it needs to be a Joker movie, right? You know, it's like if it's yeah. like 
if it's not tied to Batman at all, then why is it Joker? Like, obviously, it wouldn't get made without that, probably, at least not at this sure. budget level or distribution. And there's some stuff that loosely, well, not loosely, but does tie to the Batman universe, right? That, to me, never quite worked and felt mm-hmm. a bit obligatory. And I think it leads the movie to the ending that it does and is part of the reason why there was so much controversy about like whatever message this movie is sending out there. So I'll say no more about that. Interesting. Very curious if you get around to watching it, we'll talk about it again. Well, I will say I am super interested in it in the sense of, like I, I do find it really interesting to watch a character study of someone who is generally going bad yeah, you know, is destined to go bad, and and just to be able to like see the humanity in them, like that's usually a, at least an interesting thing to watch. So yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing exactly, it. and we'll talk a little bit about that kind of plot uh, when we talk about this movie today. But I do want to point out, I really enjoyed the score of Joker, and the music mm-hmm. is by Hildor. I can't pronounce the last name. I'm pretty sure it's the person that did the music for Chernobyl, um, among others, and uh, really impressive work there. And then last but not least, I finished the second season of The Crown, and I was pretty amazed by that. That was a great, great season. I'm super on board with season three with new cast, new era, Mm -hmm. Olivia Coleman, Helena Bonham Carter. I saw the trailer. looks great. I'm, I'm excited to dive into that one soon. So there you go. Nice. Craig. Sean. Let's talk about the movie The Trust from 2016. Yes, this is the movie starring Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood. You got Sky Ferreira. Jerry Lewis, I believe you called him America's Funny Man, is in this as well. And this was written by uh, Ben Brewer and Adam Hirsch and directed by Ben Brewer and Alex Brewer, who I believe are brothers. It is a cool hour and 32 minutes it's on netflix right now check it out it's a comedy crime drama according to to imdb that feels like a appropriate listing of of genre and maybe even in that order i think just as yeah. the way the plot goes so here is your log line a pair of cops investigating a drug invasion stumble upon a mysterious bank vault is that the whole thing that's, that's the, whole, the thing. whole plot synopsis that's what I thought was weird. You know, you had this whole movie, and at the very end, they stumble on this bank vault. And you're mm-hmm. like, what? And then it's credits. And just credits. Yep, it just ends right there. No, it doesn't wow. end right there. I don't know. I think that's still a pretty fair log line, just to get you in the door, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 not a lie. I'll give you that. It's not it's not false. Yeah. But it, but it sort of doesn't suggest, I don't know, what's coming. I, I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. You know what? I'm not going to quibble. So someone took some time out of their life to write that. And, uh, it also doesn't. For them. Yeah, it doesn't really tell you what kind of cops these guys are. So we'll get to that right. very shortly. Uh, but first, of course, I want to know what you thought of this thing. You picked it off the list. Uh, I don't know if you did that just because of the titles, or uh, if you saw that uh, we got a dynamic duo here. What did you think of the trust? I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The the main reason I picked it was because the the list I was looking at of Nick Cage movies this was above the like 50% mark <laughs> okay yeah yeah and I didn't want to just dive in you know hot uh, defiantly into like the the bottom of the thing you know like yeah. I wanted and, and I, like I like Elijah Wood I like the idea that these guys 
But these are kind of newish young filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know. They'd probably be like me, where they'd be like, "Oh man, we got Nicolas Cage," you know, and oh like God, yeah. they'd be so excited because they know what he's gonna bring to it, and like they're gonna bring to it. So yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much why I chose it, and uh, I gotta say, for a, a little known Nick Cage movie, considering some of the ones that have come out that kind of look like ah, that, that one looks like it may have been phoned in, I don't feel like this is one of those at all. I, I kind of understand why it wasn't it hasn't been talked about too much. I don't know if it's like really groundbreaking, but I do feel like he's fully awake and engaged. And uh, I found it a, a pretty fun watch. What about you? I, I think, yeah, this is what I would kind of call like a great cable movie. Like if this did pop yeah. up on HBO and you're just like flipping through channels, which nobody really does anymore. But if yeah. you were to do that or if this had come out, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like, yeah, you, I could see you getting really wrapped up into it. I could see it kind of having a little more buzz about it, mainly just from some of the, the plot work, I think, you know, and there's some mm-hmm. cool stuff in there. Your former co-worker, I believe Sean Porter, cinematographer, correct? Yeah. Looks great. Although the movie looks really, really cool. I mean, just a lot of atmosphere. A lot of atmosphere, some good really nice. tracking shots in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they get some comedy out of those those camera moves and stuff. And I think they make a great, great pair here. I, I'm absolutely with you in thinking they didn't phone in their performances. I, I, I didn't really know what to think about these two playing off of each other, but I think it works. Yeah. Jim, they'll hunt us down. David, please open it. I'm sorry. Look, if, if you're scared, I get it. It's okay. But I'm not, and and I've I've come this far, so please open the door. You'll get killed. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Please open it. I can't. Open it! Open it! Jim. Open it! 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 I I do too. I mean, yeah. like they have, you know, it's it's that kind of thing where um, I feel like a lot of movies that that fail for me will fail on casting. I don't know. Yeah, it's very clear that to me that like these guys were really cast for these characters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just well, those are the names we can get, so let's go. Yeah. Like it, it really feels like they fit what was written there, which I think is great. And and the other thing that I kind of wanted to say, although it's I don't know, is this is this a negative thing? It, it's really not negative, at least in my mind. I was just thinking like the, the way I'm going to say it, 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 it sounds like you know when when you compliment that something isn't in the movie, it, like that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Okay, but but you know for for guys who seem to have cut their teeth on music videos and stuff it did not feel music video to me yeah this is a movie it's not just like ah let's throw all our gimmicks in you know every every shot we can think of i felt like they were really concentrating on telling the story and it it looked nice i thought their shot choices were good okay so what were you gonna say well i'll add to that absolutely i I think it it doesn't have the feel of putting style over substance necessarily Mm mm-hmm I think style is in support of substance here, although overall, I wanted a little more in that latter category. I felt like in some ways, perhaps this movie had been truncated, that there were some Hmm. things that could have been in this movie easily 
that maybe would have added 15 minutes to it that I would have loved to see here. Just on the character side of things, like I just felt like I wanted a little bit more for both of these guys to really kind of understand who they are and why the hell they're doing this other than the fact that they could make money and and money is good. And there's little bits of that. That's fair, yeah. Like we, I think have Jerry Lewis in this movie, and we talked about it in the tee-up for less than a minute, Mm -hmm. literally less than a minute of screen time, to make us feel that perhaps Nicolas Cage, his character, who is called Officer Stone, did they ever say his first name? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, no, Jim. They did Jim. Okay, yeah. I was like, they've got Stone on IMDb, and I know it's like, because Elijah Wood was David, right? Yeah, David Waters. They just had their last names for some reason. I think Jerry Lewis is there to make us feel, and there's like one little bit of dialogue that maybe the motivation behind this is to, for Nicholas Cage to have money to help pay for for something that Jerry Lewis needs to take care of his father. I, I don't know. Like, I didn't follow... No, that one little scene and that one little conversation to the point where, like, in hindsight, I was like, I wonder if they cut some of that stuff down. Like, I wonder, you know, just knowing that there's direct TV and sort of what yeah. maybe the trajectory of this movie was is like, you got to deliver an hour and a half. Period. Like that's yeah. that's it. Like you got nothing more. We're in and out. That's how we make our money on these like on demand things with Nicolas Cage, and it's just like that's fair, yeah. I think you're you're always asking the question is like where do you start a movie? You know, when you're writing or directing, like where should this story start? And I love the opening of this movie, but from a character point, like I felt like it 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 wasn't quite right. Like it was so quickly that they were latching on to the plot of what they were going to do here. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, we do get a line from Elijah Wood that basically the only reason he's doing this, getting involved in this, what is essentially a heist, is is because Jim is a friend and he hates his job. Right. Like I kind of get. The, that he doesn't like his job. I mean, even just from the opening where he's having sex with a woman and he leaves yeah. money on the table and he's stoned. And like, I've never seen Elijah Wood like that. I think he had, he pulled it off really well. And like, yeah. yeah, I get that. Like he's bored in life. Something's not clicking. Right. And so, okay. Like that part of it, I kind of buy, but I don't know. I, it, to me, like I, until he said that, I was like, wait, these guys are friends. Like they, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, it was just a bit of weird character setup, I guess. And they've got like such interesting frames here for both of these guys. And then the, the stuff they do and the way they interact, like all that stuff's great. But like, I just wanted like a little bit more, you know? And I was wondering too, is like, is some of this just being a little spoiled by say Breaking Bad? Where, yeah, yeah you're watching two guys who are maybe similarly aged as these two. And they're getting into something that's just as bad, if not way worse. We know completely why they're doing that, and we're sympathetic for both of them, I think, through what they're doing, despite it being not good things. Right. And that, like, it's not 100% here for me with that, with this movie. Agreed. And, and yeah, I I think you are right. Like, that, there is, like, that little taste of who these guys are, but then, yeah, when everything starts to kind of kick off, yeah, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I guess you guys are going to just go ahead and do that. (laughs) especially that Jim seems to put a lot on David a lot to like figure this stuff out. And yeah, it does. It does feel a little bit like, well, why, why exactly are you going in for that all the way? It like, it makes enough sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to like live with those guys so that whenever all, any of that stuff is coming up, you're thinking, Oh, well the, yeah, I know exactly what he's going to do. He's definitely going to say yes. You know? Yeah. 
And also, I'm sure they would have loved to have more Jerry Lewis in this movie. And he was great. Yeah. He yeah. was so good. Like, he's very just straight and serious. He's just kind of good presence here. And he totally works as Nicolas Cage's father. And so I do have my suspicions. I don't know how exactly we would find this out. But I am curious if they did have to cut some stuff here. But anyway, I do want to talk a little bit about the opening because I think it pertains to exactly like what these guys do for work, which I found really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. I think they're specifically cops in the sense that they deal with evidence. And so when they first show up, you know, when we're getting some sort of cross-cutting from Elijah Wood having sex and uh, Nicolas Cage is sort of, in those opening scenes, it's like he's waking up 6.30, he's having breakfast, and like he seems like he's very well put together. He's got his routine, and this is what he does every morning. But anyway, so we follow kind of Elijah Elijah Wood into this crime scene, and there's a guy on the floor who's been arrested, there's definitely drugs involved. And it's just, you know, there's like this large crew of people, and they're all like gathering evidence, but they're also just kind of dicking around, you know? And so yeah. I was looking at the the review again that's on the uh, RogerEbert.com, and uh, I, well, I'm pretty sure it was in there. We're like, man, I can't believe Las Vegas Police Department like okayed the use of like any of their insignia in this movie because of how much they look like nincompoops across the board. Yeah, I don't like that. Doesn't bother me. Like I, I thought it was. I don't know. I enjoyed all that stuff. You know, they're just yeah. talking about shit. And Nicolas Cage is is really trying to bend the ear of a superior about. I guess it's some sort of mobile kit that he's trying to get for their crew so that they can do some sort of analysis, like fingerprint analysis and some stuff at the scene instead all this guy wants to hear about is there's a john deere tractor that's going to go up for auction from the evidence room and he would like to buy it for his uh, son-in-law and <laughs> yeah. you know if you shot it a different way it would look like reno 911 or something right, you know, right. Or, or police academy yeah but here like again like tip my hat to the directors i don't know it just was this cool almost like it made me think of uh, i don't know if you saw the nice guys which the, the shane black movie yeah you know, yeah. just like something like that. It's like comic, but but there's real life consequences going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. just in that world of detectives and cops and stuff. And it was specific enough that I'm like, yeah, I, I would watch so much more of that. <laughs> like just yeah. these guys doing their actual job. I just thought that was funny. I know that there is an exchange between uh, Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood in that opening. And then that scene kind of plays out and gets interrupted by this guy that's, you know, this uh, suspect who's running away and trying to steal a car in the background, which I thought was was a nice little bit of visual comedy there. It's not long after this that the real plot kind of kicks off. And that, again, to me, it felt like it's happening a little bit quickly. But what happens is that Nicolas Cage discovers, I, I think he was just going through casework a little bit Mm -hmm. and finds out that there is a somewhat low-level inconsequential drug dealer who was arrested and held on a $200,000 bond and someone posted bail for him at that amount. He's looking at this thinking, when the hell does that ever happen for a guy like this? Like if he's this far down the food chain of drug dealers but he's getting bailed out at that amount, then there's somebody in his circle that has some serious money. And yeah. so he's like, I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. He and Elijah Wood meet at a bar, and we got to talk about what they eat in a second. But <laughs> he briefs Elijah Wood on this whole thing and asks him if he'll tell the guy. Elijah Wood doesn't really want to do it, but he eventually caves and agrees to do it. Now, yes, Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage, I can't help but wonder if the moment where he takes a lime 
or was it a lemon? It was a lime. I think it was a slice of lime at the bar. Yeah. And he's not even drinking. He's he's drinking coffee. He takes a little slice of lime from the garnishments and puts Tabasco sauce and just eats the whole thing and yeah. and tells Elijah Wood how good it is and makes him try it. And of course, like he almost dies. <laughs> Do you think that was improv by chance? <laughs> I mean, I don't didn't feel improv to me. I mean, can't you just imagine him though, like on the day of? Okay, what yes. if that that I could that I could uh, <laughs> yeah. that I could imagine? Like, let's do this. I had an idea. Yeah. Anyway, it never comes up again. I don't know that it necessarily should at all, but it was it was kind of funny. It was while tailing this guy, Elijah Wood finds out that he's working at a casino. Yeah. So what does Elijah Wood, I mean, Nicolas Cage do? He gets a job. <laughs> he basically takes leave from the police office for a week to go yeah. on an investigation, which I don't even know if he'd be able to do because, yeah, he's not like a detective. He, again, he's, he's from what no. I could tell, he's just like the evidence guy. Yeah. He gets a job there. And then when that leads to a grocery store, I, he gets a different job. Too. Was that with like the linen company or something? I can't remember. But I thought it was all with it was all with the hotel where the guy was working. I think, and so he was just doing these menial jobs. Okay. Well, no, he was a waiter, and then he dropped everything. Oh right, and yeah. And then I think he was on linen. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He drops an entire tray of food before he even gets out of the kitchen. <laughs> anyway, it all leads to this grocery store. And after tailing that place, like they find out there's stuff coming in and never, like nothing goes out of this little podunk store, right? Yeah. He asked Elijah Wood to go get blueprints for the building, which uh, that felt a little Coen Brothers esque to me, but not, yeah. not in a bad way. Some good, funny dialogue there. They discover that a safe has been built into the freezer area, area of this grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. A massive safe that nobody knows about. They don't even have guards at this store because it's just so nondescript, I guess. Whatever it is they're doing, they're safe in thinking that nobody would ever try to break in here or take this or even knows about it. But there is like an apartment above it, and mm-hmm. they think there's only one tenant there. This is all leading to them going in there and trying to break into this damn safe from above with a diamond-tipped drill bit that they got, hydraulic drill press kind of thing, massive thing that they ordered, Nicholas Cage ordered specially from uh, Germany, I believe. Oh, and uh, Yes, what a great call. Nice, funny phone call. Hello, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, I think, yeah, he's acting shady. I think we got some robbers on the line. Good stuff. Kind of classic scenario where it's a little too easy to get up to that point, and then from that point on, everything goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, nothing goes as they had hoped, as Nicolas Cage had planned. You get a couple nice little twists in there. Maybe Nicolas Cage is not as nice or just straight and narrow of a guy as David thought he was. There is a moment where David decides he can't go through with this, which I understand why he Mm -hmm. makes that decision. And yet I felt like it, I don't know, it wasn't quite as strong as I think it could have been perhaps if it had been tied to some other like specific action or event necessarily, unless I'm just like what, not recalling. Yeah, what would you rather, what, what what would you have done? I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. it felt like he came to the conclusion that, well, okay, they finally get into this safe. 
and they disc- it's like this immaculately white room with dozens of what look like drawers with no drawer pools on them. It's an IKEA safe. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. You push on the drawers, they open up. Inside are nothing but diamonds. I guess my my thing is, is that what made Elijah Wood go, oh, wait, this is bigger than what I thought? Because, well, what did he, like, what was he thinking up to that point? I mean, you got people that built a safe into a refrigerated, you know, room. Yeah. They're not going to be good people. If you're worried now that they're going to track you down and kill you, it could have been the same thought before you went in there. I guess that's my thing. I I grant you that. I think what worked for me, you're absolutely right, first of all. I mean, if... If you have to go to that much trouble to get into a safe, the people who made this, you know, put that there are probably fairly serious people. (laughs) Yeah, like unless your parents or a loved one is in that safe dead when you go in there. Like, I don't know what you could find in there. They go, whoa, okay, I can't go through. Unless there's like a camera pointing at you or something, you know, I don't know. So, you, yeah, continue. So, but, but what put me on Elijah's side and, and bought that moment is, I mean, it's no big secret. It's, it's exactly what they clearly wanted us to think, whether or not we felt it. If I'm Elijah Wood, okay, I, I break into the safe, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of committed to the point where I'm going to break into a safe. Yeah. Great. But when I open that safe, what I expected to see, as I, I feel like he did, was just like a big empty metal room with like stacks of cash or something. Me too. Yep. Like just not, not really a rhyme or reason to it. Or drugs. Yeah, yeah, sure. But just very utilitarian, just, you know, metal box. Let's take the stuff and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And then to open it up and find like, like it's very neat. The, the floor is lit. The uh, Everything is full of like stones. I mean, well, that's another thing. It's like if it's cash, I'm going to get great. I can put cash in a bag. I'm out the door. I've got cash. If I got diamonds, like, how long am I going to be trying to pawn off diamonds in my life? Yeah, I always wonder that, too. It's like, well, what do you do with those? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, can you just walk into a place and be like, here's a diamond I found? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's a million dollars, sir. Yeah. <laughs> right. Pleasure doing uh, business. So yeah. so, yeah, so to me, that was kind of it. It's like, it's like everything just became maybe not even so much that the people were more dangerous, although it seems like maybe they had more money than I would have thought they did to begin with. But also the whole thing is more complicated now to me. Here's what I like about it. And here's where I kind of, I I don't really care that much. A, performance by Elijah Wood, great. I I believed him in those moments. Yeah. B, Nicolas Cage. Like, I think it's his turn, really, that Mm -hmm. is putting Elijah Wood off, obviously. Because he's realizing just how committed to this whole scenario Nicolas Cage is, which will include up to in killing others and probably... Elijah Wood if it comes to that, which it does ultimately. Yes. I I don't think it kind of necessarily laid out structurally that that moment happened before Elijah Wood is saying, I can't do this, you know, Mm -hmm. because then it would make total sense. It's like, no, you're gone. But at the same time, eh, that's maybe less, you know, again, it it didn't really bother me. Like it, it works for me because of the result of it all. And I loved the ending. Yeah. I love how it plays out. And, and, and everything, I mean, even before that. Oh, there's a lot before that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, before, before they even get, or they, before they go back into the safe, I guess that's maybe what I'm thinking of. But yeah, there's such, there's such a good turn and, a part of me is still a little unclear about something. And I'm wondering if this is how you felt too. I mean, at some point, 
Nicholas Cage is talking about, yeah, like I already got tickets to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. you know, with your name on it, blah, blah, blah. But what, what Elijah Wood figures out from that, or at least suspects from that, is that Nicholas Cage is actually going to pull this off and then set it up so that Elijah Wood looks like he's the one who did it. I wasn't sure. Okay. Here's where I was looking. Did Nicolas Cage, in fact, have two tickets like he said he did, or did he just have one? And I, I'm pretty sure he had two. I, I think he did two. To me, I was like, okay, yeah, he's saying this, and then we're going to find out, like, no, he had no plans whatsoever to take David. Right. Like, he was either going to set him up or kill him, possibly. Right. So I, I don't know. Do you have an, uh, a hunch one way or another, like, how that would have played out? Well, well, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just getting carried away with what I wanted it to be. Yeah. Because, you know, slowly over the course of this movie, Nicolas Cage sort of reveals himself to be more and more sort of a sociopath or something. Yeah. Like, he's just a little more unhinged. Like Elijah's going into it thinking, well, all we're going to do is steal the money and we'll be careful with everything else. But I mean, Nicolas Cage is like killing people almost immediately. (laughs) But I'll say this though. I still, by the end of it, felt like his affection for Elijah Wood was actually genuine. Like, (laughs) well, it's interesting. It's interesting because I I feel like that's, that is probably what we're supposed to be volleying back and forth in our minds. Yeah. What I was bringing to the movie, Sean, Mm -hmm. is like I wanted it to be that that he set this whole thing up like, oh, we're good buddies, but he set it up with this guy so that he could walk away. I I don't think I would have been satisfied later had I seen that because I don't think Elijah was enough of a you know, asshole. He wasn't an asshole at all, really. But like if, if he had just been a little dirtier or something, maybe that would have been more satisfying or I don't know. For whatever reason, I was thinking Nick was doing some shady things where it's like, if this goes wrong, then the backup plan is that Elijah takes the fall and I'm out of here. So, but yeah. I don't know. See, I kind of like just that he's crazy. Like he's a little bit bipolar yeah. probably. And he would do some really, really bad things. But in his head, he's like, but, but it'll be okay because we're going to go to the, I'm going to go to the Caribbean with my friend and like, we'll just, right. we'll drink cigars and we'll, we'll, we'll have, you know, fruity drinks and like that, that, that yeah. is like who that guy is. You know? Now I do want to back up one second because I believe you just said that we'll drink cigars. Oh God, I probably did. Yeah. So I want to, I just want to, let's drill down into that. Well, you know, in the Caribbean. Uh, everything's a little different. I do a little thing. It's crazy. No, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink a cigar that seems like a terrible yeah. idea no that was a little test for our yeah. listeners and you all passed my brain is clearly not functioning at 100 <laughs> percent. so there you have it but i mean the, the other big piece of all of this back half of the movie heist yeah is this person that survives the ordeal in the apartment who is staying there mm-hmm. this is sky ferreira and I, if i'm not mistaken she plays woman and I, yeah. I know that's, I saw it in the end credits. So if they said her name, I can't remember. Right. No, I don't think they did. She's there. She ends up handcuffed to the sink in her bathroom after, who was the guy that was there? What, the, like the bearded guy? Yeah. Well, what did she say? She, she was like, I don't know him. I can't remember. I, I don't know what his name was or anything, if that's what you're asking. He gets killed. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's dead pretty quick. And so this woman is there, and you don't really know how connected to the stuff on the floor below her she is. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where they discover a cache of weapons hidden behind the wall. Although, if I'm not mistaken, they said they weren't. Lo- Nicholas Cage said they weren't loaded. Right. Although I, I don't know that that necessarily plays into anything. I, I don't think so. 
but but yeah, I did I did like that whole reveal. There's like an like an ottoman type thing that has a uh, a top cushion that you can open up, and Elijah Wood finds a pistol in that. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge role, and they're not spending a ton of time with this person, but there is enough there to make you wonder, like, okay, what is her deal, and does she know what exactly is going on below? Are they gonna have to kill her in order to have any hope of not being found? and murdered if they right. pull this off. Right. They sort of begin this whole process of the heist by covering their face and wearing masks. As things get exponentially more difficult, at one point Nicolas Cage just walks into the room with her and he's got his mask off, threatening her. And But the way this thing ultimately played out, I was surprised by it. I mean, I really did. I kind of thought, I don't know what I thought. I mean, it's so naive to say... Oh, I guess I thought, you know, Elijah Wood was going to do the right thing after, spoiler, he ends up shooting Nicolas Cage with that pistol Mm -hmm. he found because Cage is going to take all of those things and I believe is going to go kill her because she's seen their faces. Yeah. Instead, he shoots Nicolas Cage, kills Nicolas Cage, although I think Cage does return fire. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, Elijah Wood has had a, one very small moment with this woman where she said, I have a son. I need to call his father. Yeah. He has her say the phone number. Elijah Wood dials the phone number on his phone and hands the phone to her. And she says, blah, 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 what she says. Right. Nothing that would give anything away to us, the viewer, that there's anything on the other end of that phone that would uh, have any clue what the situation is in this apartment. Right. Well, after Nicolas Cage is dead, Elijah Wood leaves with this woman, and they're in a van, and she's still handcuffed in the back, and he tells her, just be quiet, hang on, I'm going to let you out when we get north. You'll find your way, I'm sure somebody will help you, and and you'll find your way home. Mm -hmm. I think at one point he glances in the rearview mirror, and you see a van behind him. And I did, like, I immediately knew, like, that's not just, we're not just seeing this because that's that's what traffic looks like right now. Right. You know, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Elijah Wood does immediately. But the van pulls up and passes him and gets in front of him. And then another car pulls up beside him. And at that point, you know, like, shit's about to go down. But he notices on the van in front of him that the phone number on the back of the van, it's like some service vehicle for, I can't even remember what the company was, but they got a slight advertisement on there. And the phone number on that van is the number that the lady had asked him to call that he had written down on his hand. And so whatever she said to them was enough to tip them off. And here these people are. And he tries to pull his badge. He screams, I'm a cop. And in that moment, he gets shot right through the windshield, dead. The woman in the back manages to, like, pull her leg between her arms so that she can free her arms at least. And uh, while Elijah Wood is slumped over the steering wheel, head on the horn, dead, and the van is about to careen into an intersection right in front of a massive big rig truck that's zooming full speed ahead. (laughs) She manages to get the car stopped in the nick of time. Yeah. And that's it. Man, I thought that was a cool ending. That was a great last shot, yeah. I dug all of that because, I mean, honestly, even even at that point, I was like, what? how is this going to wrap up exactly? Like, it seems fair enough. He he, he might let her go and get away. But like, yeah, no, I, I, I bought into all that. I really feel like the movie got better from the halfway mark. Yeah. It started to develop things that became a lot more interesting and... Even it just felt like stuff that was uh, taking paths I don't normally walk down in these movies. Like up until then, I understood where we were Mm -hmm. at all times. And then 
yeah, when things start busting loose, like I, I thought all that was uh, handled really well. Yeah, and uh, I actually lied. Like there is one last shot where we see the drill that they used to break into that safe. Yes. They're in the evidence check where it's going to come up for auction at some point, which is a nice little touch, right? Yeah. It does feel a little different from the first half. And like I said, I, you know, I feel like if there was stuff that was cut, it probably was in that first half and maybe mm -hmm. that would work yeah, a little better for me to just sort of congeal the whole thing. But that last half, like it's actually... It's pretty contained, too. Like, I, I can kind of well, yeah, see totally. where they're able to keep the budget down by that, but still maintain tension. Yeah. And it felt natural. And also, too, like, for a Vegas movie, I thought this was kind of a cool one. You, I mean, you do get, like, a couple, get your establishing shot. I think it opens with, like, a drone shot. You mm -hmm. see the city and you see that the slow-moving Ferris wheel that's not a Ferris wheel that I can't remember what it's called, but I've ridden on that thing. Of course you have. But yeah, you're not in casinos and it, it sort of traverses in slightly different terrain from what you might expect a Vegas set movie to do, which I like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's really true and I, I hadn't thought about it until you talked about it. But yeah, I mean, like you, you always you always are aware of what town you're in, you know, like they really set that that atmosphere up and 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 just maintain it through the whole thing. Yeah. And, and it does make a difference. I mean, it's not I don't know. It's not like, well, that could only happen in Nevada. But but it's just like it feels right. It feels like the right town for for what this story is. I was going to say, like, if cops are going to be tempted by weird financial opportunities it makes sense that that would happen in las vegas right yeah i mean god yeah. only knows the stuff Gambling, they see man. yeah absolutely even just yeah if someone told me oh yeah we have john we we had a john deere tractor that was in a crime scene that got confiscated in las vegas I'm like yeah somehow that makes sense okay sure yeah here's something i wanted to ask you craig i'm gonna i'm gonna go deep here okay oh yeah man bring it on and i'm only asking this mainly because it's a question I've run up to, and something that I'm working on my own that is a crime story. And that is, like, what is this movie ultimately about? Like, what is the theme of this? Because it's hard when it's crime to just, you know, like the immediate thing is, well, crime doesn't pay. Like, that's, you know, that's right. the moral of the story. You do a bad thing, even if your intentions are good, you're, right. you're going to end in a bad result, right? You get what you, what right. you deserve. Is there anything in this that goes beyond that? Well, I mean, maybe just in, and I don't know if there's anything explicit enough to make this feel like it's yeah, really what the movie is about. But I mean, it, thinking about how Elijah Wood starts out mm -hmm. and in the end, catching a bullet for it. <sighs> I mean, there, there's that part of like, well, I mean, ho-hum, man, I'm, I'm going through my life. I'm like, I, I, it, it kind of seems like I'm not really feeling much. This ain't the best. And I don't know, you get like a, you know, like a week or two of excitement and then it's all over. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's, if that's really worth, I don't know what the argument of this movie is. I guess I'll say that. Like, I don't know that we start off somewhere and then we say, uh, we, we, we challenge uh, the idea of, of, of where we start out. Um, I think it's don't smoke weed. Well, don't smoke weed. I, you know, actually I thought there was going to be, I thought there was going to end up being something about and I don't think there was ever anything about this. He's having sex with the woman at the beginning, and he's, like, focused on this mole that's under one of her breasts. Oh, that's right, yeah. I mean, the first thing I thought was, like, there's going to be something about, like, skin cancer or God, something. Oh, that would have been interesting. And I don't know why. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I just, like, I wouldn't. Now, looking back, I don't know what that would have done for me. Yeah. I think that's, uh, it. well, it, maybe it ties into that Elijah Wood 
just the discontent and dissatisfaction of his life in that he's so adrift he can't even focus on what he's doing in the bedroom there he's focused on that mole <laughs> yeah which is not an abnormal mole there was nothing it was just a mole right no, like, there was nothing wrong no there. just just yeah just yeah. looked like a pretty normal mole to me great opening though yeah yeah i i, I wonder if there's anything about you know so usually you know you, you have a you have a cop movie it's going to be a lot of action you got your main characters they're cops and they're just going to be constantly engaged in like action whereas this is you know you have a bunch of cops and it's very bureaucratic it feels very uh, office-ish. Yeah. This is the drudgery of working in, you know, in a system for this and working for law enforcement. Like it's it's that side of things that's just like this is punching in and punching out. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really coming up with uh, anything. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, a cop movie, it's, it's, it's like justice, but at a cost, right? There's usually like some price, right, in order to like deliver the truth of justice to, sure. to a conclusion. Yeah, and so when they're bad cops, you know, the justice is, I guess, that they, they don't get away with it. Although in this, right. it's like, well, the bad guys, you know, the people that stop them are not good guys either. So Yeah, no. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's, yeah, in some ways, it's like a cautionary tale about friendship, I guess. I don't know. Or, or you know, being pliable to your superiors. But uh, it's, I don't know, just, I just wanted to ask it to have that discussion. Because again, like, it's, it's something I'm thinking about with my own stuff. Yeah. I don't want us to leave without talking about Ethan Supley. Supley, yes. I would say his last name. He does not have a huge part in this, but I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and man, even knowing what Cage and Wood end up doing, in some ways, he's still like the biggest asshole in this thing, I think. you know, yeah. He is a uniformed police officer that I believe just Elijah Wood interacts with at two different times. In each instance, he ends up doing this thing where he's basically, he kind of says like he'll do something, but in order to do it, he wants to play Russian roulette. Like, you got to play Russian roulette with him. And this is like, yeah. and it happens super quickly. Like, he spins the chamber and puts one bullet in there. And then he pulls the trigger on himself and then pulls the trigger on you. Like, you know, he did it on Elijah Wood and this other guy. Yeah. And it's just, and then laughs maniacally because he's actually got the bullet in his hand. I think even the first time he does it, like, there's like other police officers behind him who are laughing. <laughs> it's just like, oh my yeah. God, that is the worst thing you could possibly do as a human being to somebody else. Like, just uh, shit your pants, tear terrifying right mm -hmm. but man he didn't phone that in either that little part i thought it was no it was memorable yeah, he, he you was know? he was there man everybody was there to play yeah and he, like, he did not show up in the end in any way did he no okay i didn't think so yeah no not at all and i was actually also kind of kind of disappointed that stephen williams wasn't there for a little bit longer yeah like a good tense scene where where he shows up he's he's a security guard he's not a cop i don't think right yeah and elijah goes down and like talks to him like yeah he shows up at the place because mm -hmm. yeah there was some kind of disturbance and they talk him down but but yeah i love that guy um but man they they, they, they pulled in some some heavy hitters even would have been nice just to see Jerry Lewis waiting at home for Nicolas Cage to show back up again, you know, one little yeah. shot there. But they got an hour and a half movie, I'll say that. Absolutely. You know, I, I thought it was a cool one. It's not quite twisty plotty like, I want to say, Usual Suspects kind of thing. Right, no. And yet, I think if you enjoy something like that, you, you might find something to enjoy in this movie. I don't know, I was trying to find like another comparison to say, hey, if you're a fan of this one, check out the trust here. But Well, the, the, the comparisons that I would come up with, I feel like would set people's expectations in a, in a weird place mm -hmm. compared to what it is. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is definitely something, something that, yeah, it, it's, it's got a 
uh, I don't know. What am I going to say? It's got a good amount of twists. What does that mean? It means it's got a plot, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it really develops in such a, a nice, easy, natural way for the most part. And things do just keep getting worse and worse. And, um, and it's uh, really delightful to watch. And, you know, here's something we didn't actually talk about and I didn't even think about. But the movie is called The Trust. There's no actual financial tr- yeah. <laughs> trust thing in here, trust fund. So right. maybe maybe that is sort of tipping that hat that Nicolas Cage is not a trustworthy person at all and that maybe he was going to leave old uh, Elijah out to dry. Man. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. I mean, I, that's that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, otherwise I don't quite know why it's called that. Uh, you know, and just sort of some obvious things about you maybe shouldn't trust this particular guy, but... Maybe that part was cut out of the movie. Well, Craig, I'm glad you suggested this. And I told you I was going to ask you again. So give me another favorite Nicolas Cage performance. Uh, one of my most, most favorites. Wait, what did I say last time? <laughs> you said Raising Arizona. <laughs> Raising Arizona. And then you were like, well, I'm going to do well to Hartman. I was like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. No. Well, and yeah, that's exactly what I was going to do this time. You know what? Uh, can, can I split them in two or are you going to ask me again? Oh well, we got. I gotta ask you again. You're gonna ask when me we one do more our time? next full one, yeah. Well, no. Uh, uh, but Wild at Heart really is one mm-hmm. that was was so early in my uh, Nicolas Cage watching that. Uh, and I mean, it's just it's like peak Cage from beginning to end. It's just like such a perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. That man, yeah. I I really really love that whole performance. Uh, what about you? What, what's what's another one for you? I'm going to throw a little love to Matchstick Men, and I haven't even seen that movie since oh. I saw it the first time. I haven't seen it at all, yeah. I did enjoy it quite a bit. I believe that's a Ridley Scott movie. If, yeah. Yep, it sure is. You got Sam Rockwell in there, and uh, I liked it quite a bit. So unless it doesn't hold up at all in the, let's see, 16 years it's been since it came out, I'm going to stick with it for now, sir. So Matchstick Men. Nice. Craig, we're coming back with another Cage flick next time. I'm really excited about that one because I I can't believe I haven't seen that. Me too. It'll be fun, I think. So join us, please. We'll tee it up. The Trust is on Netflix. Go check it out and let us know what you thought. Craig, any Hmm. last words, sir? Really do a thorough background check on your police officer buddy slash heist partner. Mm-hmm. before going into any sort of heist. I guess that's really all I want to say. It's good and very specific advice, so thank you. Yeah, that's what I'm all about. All right, we'll talk next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.